This episode is brought to you by freedadcourse.com. You are always one conversation away from changing your life, and the power of hello is something that I subscribe to every single day, and I'm always saying hello to new people everywhere I go. Increasing your opportunity, increasing your connection, and getting access to the solutions to the problems that you are facing, whether you're on active duty or just beginning your veteran transition or even transitioning out for 20 years. On the other side of hello are the solutions that you're looking for. Again, head on over to freedadcourse.com. Get your five-episode audio course to create more connection, create more friendships, and get back to living the life that you're trying to design. Dory 1, this is Fire Team Delta. Dad's coming home. Welcome to the Military Veteran Dad Podcast, where it is our mission to bring every dad home. I am your host, Ben Colloy. I'm a United States Marine veteran, husband, and a father. We will bring authentic conversations to inspire action in your life so we can close the gap between the dad you are today and the dad you want to be tomorrow. This is the Military Veteran Dad Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Fatherhood Friday. It is July 17th, halfway through July, and I can't help but say how much July is awesome. And today's episode is going to explain why I'm so pumped, why I'm so excited for summer this year. Last week, I went in the woods with a good friend of mine that I've been friends with probably about four years. Met him on the internet. He's a guy in Indiana. Met him through a common Facebook group that we've really done life together. We've shared some vulnerable moments when life gave us more than we could handle. And about a month ago, right as I was wrapping up my 75 hard journey, he invited me on a six-day overlanding trip. And so if you're not fully aware what all that means, overlanding is essentially taking a all-terrain vehicle and either it could be like an art ATV, it could be like one of those little doom buggy type uh, vehicles and going on the back roads of different places where it's usually gravel, the road isn't real maintained, there's probably puddles, there could be a tree type places. And we did that from Galena, Illinois, which is in the most northern tip of Illinois, for those in geography that don't know. And then we took one from Galena, Illinois, all the way up to the very top of Wisconsin, up to an island called Madeline Island. And we did that through overlanding, and he had a Land Rover, and we essentially took every back road and every zigzag you could take all the way up north. We didn't get on an interstate until we were actually on the way home. It was a little bit weird on the way home coming on the interstate without having all these zigzags and turns going on. But that experience was really eye-opening for me. And I want to kind of unpack what I took away from going into the woods for six days. So before we get into going into the woods, I want to pull back a little bit. So there's a couple things you need to know about me. One, I'm not a woodsy guy. Two, I'm not a camping guy. Now, there's a couple of reasons why those are true. One, growing up, it was never something we did. My dad wasn't a camper. He wasn't a fisher. He wasn't a hunter. And so that part of me never got explored. Second, when I was dating my wife, we went camping up in northern Wisconsin once. And first night was great. The second night, massive rainstorm, and it was ended up being a disaster. And it kind of just ended my camping career. And that was the last time I camped in the woods. And that was almost 11 years ago. Lead up to this six days, the fear inside my head was raging. 
I can't, I can tell you, like, I was like, I'm not a camping guy. What the hell am I thinking about going on a camping trip? I'm not the kind of guy that goes in the woods for six days. I'm not the kind of guy that leaves my family back home because I essentially did it with him, another dad, and two sons. I left my son back. He's a little bit younger for what, but next year he's definitely going to be going. But the fear leading up to that, I probably called my friend Dan probably three times, being like, I'm not sure, dude. I'm just stressing. I'm stressing about the food. I'm stressing about all these things. I am just overthinking the entire thing. I probably was ready to pull the plug at least four times. He talked me down each time, kind of grounded me, and eventually went in, got all my stuff, did all my shopping, and took a military sea bag, came in handy, hadn't used that in over 13, 15 years, so that really came in handy. Packed my sea bag, grabbed my tent, and met up in Galena, Illinois, and we headed off up north. And the strangest thing happened. One, I didn't die. Two, I enjoyed the hell out of it. And three, I am going camping already again in August with a different friend because I fell in love with the process of the woods. I fell in love with the process of camping. I fell in love with the whole idea of what my friend Dan, who runs Anthem of the Adventurer podcast, says is that Men need adventure. And that word adventure was kind of our primary theme. Like we had a plan, but we really didn't because we really just had a bunch of contingencies and we were kind of kind of wing it. And we were truly kind of just letting God lead us where we wanted to go. We were kind of listening for the whispers and which way we should go, kind of figuring out what felt right in that exact moment and then just taking action on it. And prior to that, I would say I've, something maybe I haven't really talked about on the podcast a lot is I've always been a man of faith and I believe in God, but I've never really felt like I could have a conversation with him. And that sounds really weird to say open, but growing up Catholic, I I just never felt a path to have a conversation with him. Now I know that there's many ways you can have a conversation with God. There's not like a password you have to know, but I just didn't feel able to do that. And so one of the things that I was looking for on this trip and it really kind of wrapped up right as I was doing 75 hard is I really felt that one thing that I was still missing was some form of truth, whether it would be my life. In some ways, I thought it was like, I need this relationship with God. This was one component that I'd really kind of put off, kind of like my health. And I was like, I think I need to pursue this further to really figure it out. And then when my friend came in and offered that six, I'm like, yeah, this sounds like an amazing idea. And then the week prior, it was absolutely stressful as hell trying to lead up to it. My wife was super supportive of it. So it was all me. And my wife was all too happy to get a six-day break for me after COVID. All of that, though, didn't happen. I absolutely fell in love with it. And some of the crazy things that I realized, like there's a word on the other side of camping that I came out with was confidently competent. Now, those aren't words that I've put together before in my head, but let me break them down a little bit. So when I was out there in the woods, I'm not a guy that knows how to swing an axe. I'm not a guy that knows how to to light a fire really that well. I'm not a guy that knows all the little tricks of how to get a fire to go, what types of wood, what type of sticks, what's its shape and stuff. Like, Like I said, I'm not a woodsy guy. And my friend Dan's son, who is six years old, was able to teach me how to light a fire because this kid was just, he's grown up in the woods. He knows all the bird calls. His grandfather could just pick out a whistle in the woods and tell you exactly what bird it is. And I was awe-inspired by that skill level and being able to just receive that skill level, even from it, from a six-year-old. But I felt so comfortable learning it 
in that environment. I felt comfortable learning how to swing an axe and chop wood that we found in the in the woods to start our fire with. I found comfortable learning that birch wood is like, or the birch bark, not wood, but birch bark is like nature's paper. You find a lot of birch bark, you can start your fire, and it really works well as kindling. I never knew that stuff before, but I was openly able to receive that information in a very just kind of... Um, tribal way of just one person knows it and I'm around that person. So now I have the ability to learn it. There were so many different obstacles. Like a good example was there was a couple times where there was a tree on the road and we were and there. Sometimes there were pretty big trees and the only thing we had really was an ax. We didn't have to pull it out for this, but as we were starting to muscle muscled around, my friend Dan was starting to kind of drag it and we weren't being very successful. And I'm like, dude, we need a lever. We need a big branch and we can lever it and lift it up and use basic laws of uh, mechanical machines to move this tree. My brain, one, doesn't think like that. And two, I can't remember the last time I had thought like, you know what this this obstacle really needs is a lever. You know what this obstacle really needs is a wedge. That wasn't something that my brain ever experienced before. But in that moment, it was exactly what arrived that I was able to step into that and I just felt confident. I wasn't stressed. I wasn't overly overwhelmed. I was, if anything, for those six days, I felt so relaxed. And it was, I just got to kind of be me, experience how confident I am when I'm able to just receive information, learn from it, implement it, and move on and like not get so emotionally caught up into it. I think that's something men forget within the world of cement that we live in and two by fours is that within this world, all the stress and anxiety that we experience is all manufactured from nothing. It's all made up. And in the woods, you're around nature. And now you have mechanical things that were made in the two by four and the cement world. But without that idea of what that man created what's around you, somehow the energy of how you feel in that moment was completely different for me. That whole experience for me to be able to just to go through whatever we got handed us, that allowed me to really begin to feel more confident in what I can do and even like just control my emotions. Like that was something that I wasn't expecting to find, but I did. There's something else that I did that I've never done in my life, and I'm super glad that I did it because I would have really regretted it on the other side, is there's this special cliff jumping place that you can go to on Madeline Island. And I jumped off of a cliff probably like 20 feet high into freezing Lake Superior. Now, it's not super freezing, but it was probably about like 68 degrees. So, I mean, it wasn't a warm area that we were jumping into. Certain parts of it were. By the beach, it was pretty warm. But in this particular area, it was pretty shocked to the system. And I jumped into I didn't even did it twice. And probably would have did it more except a uh, storm rolled in. But I've never done anything like that in my life. And again, I stepped through the fear. I I felt like the initial rush. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not the kind of guy that jumps off this. But I also, I, ju- I saw the six-year-old jump off the cliff as well. My son's, uh, Dan's son did it. And I was like, if he can do it, definitely I could do it. And so I did it. It was just felt comfortable to follow within the footsteps of people that had done it before me. And I just felt so comfortable doing those different things. And I think that's something as a dad, I myself was underestimating a lot because I wasn't connecting with nature. I wasn't getting outside of the two by four world and really getting myself back to the natural natural resonant frequency of our body and nature and really connecting within the different things that really thrive our masculine soul on the inside. 
And there's one other overarching theme that I really didn't know what was going to happen through this process, but there was a book that my friend Dan introduced me to, and it's called Becoming a King by Morgan Snyder. And essentially, it's a 20-year story of this man's life on learning to walk with God and identifying and growing as the man that God intended him to be. And we used this book on Audible while we were driving in the car from from campsite to campsite, which is how we pretty much went. We had different targets of where we needed to be, but we were just having, okay, we need to be here by tonight, and we need to be here by the next night. And by the third night, we were on Madeline Island. And then in the meantime, we were listening to this audiobook on becoming a king. And so we were also talking about like how to connect with the masculine soul. What did God really mean when he created the masculine soul? And what are the things that we've lost in 2020 related to the masculine soul? And so much of that, there's words like excavation. There's the words like don't plant a seed or an apple seed in the soil and then continue to focus on the fruit. It's the soil that's going to create a great apple, not necessarily the focus on the tree. Like he even has a podcast called Good Soil because he recognizes that it's the soil that creates the, the kind of soil that you create in your life is what's going to bear good fruit. And most men don't think like that. We're focused on the fruits. We're focused on the money. We're focused on all the different objects we can get from our pursuits. But then we forget that it takes good soil to create a good life. And that book also really, really opened me up to this, be able to have this conversation with God that I felt comfortable having. Like It wasn't a preachy book. It wasn't a very denominational book, like you didn't feel like it was this way or that way. It was a very open conversation about a man's journey over about 20 years, about how he had to fall down multiple times and how his life was a giant test for where he is now and where he was able to write the book. And it's so battle-tested information in there about how he's raised his kids, his sons, and what has fed his masculine soul. And his good friend, John Eldridge, who wrote Wild at Heart. So if you've ever read Wild at Heart, and then you know that book and then connect it with this book, like this book is for someone who's already kind of swimming in the deep end for someone who's already tapping into that masculine soul. I've heard it described that Anthem of the Adventure kind of opens your world up. Becoming a king is for someone who's in the deep end, learning how to swim. They can already tread water, and they're looking for those high-level skills that's going to allow them to move their life forward. But in this case, it was a way that I allowed myself to move forward in connection with God. And that's not something I've talked about openly in the podcast. And I can hopefully say that I probably will talk about it in in and outs here going forward. But since then, since I've come back every morning right after my meditation, I do a quick prayer and talk to God. And before that, I never felt comfortable. I never felt that I was enough. I never felt that I knew what to say or even what to ask or where I needed to be, or what, anything that was related to having that conversation with God. And ever since then, so I came back, but last Saturday was my day, last Friday I came back. Ever since then, every morning, I've had a conversation with God. And I would say I'm just in the infancy. I'm not someone that knows all this stuff, but I can say becoming a king, going in the woods, the whole experience, being able to align who I am, go on what I'm calling finding my truth. I talked about that episode right before I was actually in the woods when I when that episode came out about what is your truth. For me, my truth came out that like so much of what I was missing was this true connection with God because it was the emptiness inside that sometimes still gets me 
but it was that emptiness that I hadn't fully received God is what I kind of feel like on the other side of this journey. So with that, I really hope that you take the time to maybe check out Becoming a King. If you're not a woodsy guy, I would challenge you to try to get into the woods, either go on a hike, do something, get a tent from Walmart and just set up a tent in the woods for one night, get a campsite. It was super simple, 20 bucks, get a uh, a simple first come, first serve campsite, spend the night. Or if you can really get out there with a, with another guy and just have a real conversation about life and maybe what's going on in each other's life, like being able to connect through the car ride at nights, the campfires, we really dove into it. And that's what men are missing. When we connect at a deeper level with another man, our soul is strengthened and we feel another connection to another human being and we want them to be successful. And oftentimes that's what I felt like I was missing five years ago. And as I began to unweave this whole thing that is my life and be able to see it from a different angle, it was that connection with other men, that deeper connection that you aren't just talking about the sports or the news that day. You're talking about what's aching inside, what you're hungry for, what are your big goals, what are you scared of most? These are the things that make a man feel not connected to another man. And that's what becoming a king really talks about. Is how do you cultivate that in your life? How do you create good soil? How do you create great relationships? Because all of that really feeds into it. So for me, what I learned in the woods for six days was that I needed a conversation with God. I needed to be in a space where I could just test my natural abilities and let what I already knew come to the surface and realize a whole new appreciation for the life that's already happened for me and be able to go forward and understand how life is still happening for me and continue to shape and live and bring messages like this to you guys because I love helping you guys out. I just got a message today and it really opened me up and I was really appreciative for the dad reaching out to me. And if you were listening to this and any of the part of this resonate, if you are struggling out there, I want you to know I am more than willing to have a conversation. Shoot me an email, ben at militaryveterandad.com. Please don't be shy. If you have any questions, if there's anything that you've been on that's been on your heart and you've been thinking about emailing me, you've been listening to the podcast maybe a little bit, it's time to reach out because I love those conversations and life is too short to not reach out. And the life that you want could be waiting just on the other side of an email with a quick question, maybe a quick answer or a quick conversation and maybe get you pointed in the right direction. So guys, with that, I'm going to sign off for this episode a little bit longer, but I hope this episode hit home for you as this six days in the woods hit home for me. And I'll talk to you guys again on Monday.